Welcome back to another kind of funny reactions, this time to the Amazon original series, Invincible Episode 7. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Oh, boy. <laughs> the new face of video games, blessing out of Yoye Jr. I was right on two accounts. First of all, Amber deserves better, and she knows it. Shout out to her. She knows she deserves better. And then number two, I was pretty much there in terms of robot, which I am shocked. <laughs> you, I, if, I remember, if I remember correctly, you were like, I don't think this is going to be the case, but here's what it is. And we were like, whoa, we got it. <laughs> the big dog, Kevin Koala. Man, I, they've made Amber into a character that I just cannot get behind. She knew the whole she time. Sucks. She Come fucking on. sucks, bro. She fucking what? sucks. Get out of here. Dude. Get out of here. She fucking sucks, dude. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. What's going on, guys? I just wanted to tell you guys ahead of time, I'm going to be taking over the world tonight. So if you guys want to get your affairs in order, I'm killing most of you. But Andy oh, and Blessing. Shit. You only call me I'll join you. and Tim and Kevin. That's, wrong. The, that's <laughs> the thing that gets me. It's like if, if Omni-Man walked into the room and was like, hey, I'm going to kill all of you. But if one like, of you guys fuck. or a few you guys want to join me, I'll give you the chance. I think that could have worked out better for the Guardians. <laughs> You know, like, he didn't have to like start off cold and just murder everybody. Yeah, he's got no. He, there's no room for them. All right, there's no room for them. And that well, voice, not only that, course, but they're a threat. Is Mr. New Background Greg Miller? Hello, Timothy. How are you? How are you? First time filming from the new spot. I know, right? Yeah, it was touch and go there for the last second. I couldn't get a, a, a monitor to get the thing, and then Kevin told me exactly that I was plugged into the wrong hole, and that was the problem. As it often is. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Scarpino, kind of funny. dot com. What do you ever is say? it? Is it nice to not have blinding light in front of you? Like you can actually control the light that's going on your face. Yeah, right the fact that I can have balanced light throughout now, I'm pretty stoked about that. It won't be uh, constantly at the risk of, or I'm sorry, at the uh, mercy of the sun. But yeah, mm. but yeah, <laughs> no, if you, yeah, I moved everybody. Don't worry, this won't be like this forever. We're gonna, it'll be, it'll look sexy probably by Monday, hopefully in some way and then it'll continue to evolve well you'll have to stay here and find out if it does because this is kind of funny reactions every week we react to the latest tv and movie releases give our thoughts give our reviews our reactions that's what it is you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com or you can search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reactions it now has its own podcast feed please go subscribe give it all the the good good juice the thumbs up and the five stars and all that stuff we appreciate it very very much Greg Miller, I want to start with you. Haven't done content with you for a couple days. It feels really you. weird. Invincible, episode seven. What'd you think? I think this is the best episode yet. And it was for sure the one that deviated the most from the book, where it was that amount of, uh, the, I, uh, the, I got, I lost count of the amount of times I turned to Jen. I'm like, oh, this is different than how it was in the book. And the amount of times I was like, oh shit, oh fuck, this is awesome. I think Kevin's a crazy person. I think Amber in the book is completely forgettable. She's just some I random said, ass I white girl that, that doesn't matter. And so, said, like, yeah, here she is. I never she said actually I liked has in the character. Book. She actually has, I, yeah, when, that character when fucking Mark is reveals a it. When she, I don't know, she isn't. When she, when he reveals it, she's like, I figured out a month ago. Thank I was like, you, that's Andy. fucking cool. She that's awesome. Bag, yeah. And then she was like, oh, you've been saving people. And like, why don't you trust me with your biggest Big fucking secret? He's saving hey, lives. She's all in on the relationship. Him, Kevin. She's all in. All of, all of them are obviously superheroes. Like, there are superheroes that go to their school and like, they barely hide that shit. And so if I was Amber and I've been dating this dude for months, and he's been keeping this secret from me, and it's very—it's a very obvious secret. Then bring and it like, up. You'd bring it up. You wouldn't like get pissed that he didn't tell you. Thank about it. you, Kevin. You'd understand. You'd understand why he didn't tell you, but you'd also be like, "Hey, by the way, I—I can—I can tell." 
Because Amber's straightforward. This person you're dating doesn't trust you. It's out of character. I think you guys are you guys are all missing the point. This is a high school relationship. It was doomed from the start. It's not going beyond senior year. They did what they needed to do with each other, and then they're gonna move on. That's how. What do they do with each other, Nick? They made they were like this great. <laughs> oh yeah, some good kissing. I love it. I missed it. Nick, what do you think of the episode? Uh, it's great, man. I mean, this is uh, this is exactly kind of where I thought we'd be at this point, um, and it's super, super, super cool. And I and there's a you know I, I mean uh, seeing the robot stuff was cool, um, and then just seeing the sheer brutality. Uh, toward the end with Nolan is, uh, I mean, that's that's what this show does so well, right? It gives you those sort of like cerebral moments where you're like, oh, what's he going to do here? Is he going to let these guys off? And then just hits you where it counts. But yeah, I mean, this show is amazing. They need to immediately make uh, season two right now before this one ends, please. Kevin? Uh, I really, really like it. I think this is my favorite episode for sure. Uh, there are some things now that I was worried about <laughs> earlier that I, I'm starting to be like, this is kind of a bummer. The whole robot stuff, like... It's it's cool. Obviously, that's one of the biggest like that's one of the most interesting things that happen in the comic. But the fact that they're bringing it in this early, I feel like robot stuff doesn't happen to like issue sixty, and that's after like a big thing that happens in the comics, and it makes way more sense. It is just weird that he's copying uh, Rex's body. Like that that is a very weird thing for everyone to be like, all right, he's just stealing that dude's body. You know, I mean, Kevin. Well, they, well, they, I, I think they handle it well, right? Where he flips out on him, and then he's like, "All right, we'll unpack." She's like, "I right, will unpack this later." Like, there's so much happening at once, right? Yeah, but I mean, I mean Kevin, I, I'm just saying the order of things, like in the comics, is different. And yeah. when he, you know, he he takes Rex's body or he clones Rex's body, things are less awkward, and it, and it's it's weird that they're forcing it this way. It's one of those things like maybe let things get to where they were going naturally. You know what I mean? Let me enjoy it. Blessing, what'd you think? That shit was fire. This is easily my, my favorite episode so far. Like the I can't believe that by episode seven, they have an episode to where I am enthralled throughout. And when you get to that, what, like halfway through halfway point uh, through the episode where you have Omni-Man come home and you know have that have that moment where he where he realizes what's, what's going on and then on it becomes this cat and mouse thing of hey where's my son and cecil and them being like we gotta stop him from getting to his son that whole sequence was fucking dope as fuck and i am i'm blown away by how how uh how in, how engaging it was how entertaining it was how intense it was how good the the violence and animation and action was there was like a, a tweet i saw sometime last week where somebody was like uh, yeah, this invincible animation. Like, if you look closely, they're not really they're not really doing much when you look at the flight animation of Invincible. This is just a still frame, and they're just carrying him through the sky. But I'm like, dude, look at the actual action that they're putting in that they're putting effort into. They're fucking killing it uh, with the shit. The fight with him and Immortal, super sick. The fight with him and the gigantic creature that Cecil brought out, super sick. The whole episode was dope as fuck. Andy, <laughs> yeah, this is the best episode for sure. And I, uh, this, next week's the final one, right? I yeah. forget how many episodes there are. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's hitting on all the stuff and you're you're getting answers for things you weren't really expecting to get answers for quite yet. I thought we would have hit a lot of this, you know, this sort of um, I thought a lot of the tension would have maybe been in the final episode. But God damn it. It's it's doing everything perfectly. I think um, it I haven't felt that way since. Well, I guess the boys kind of counts as well, but really reminds me of Game of Thrones where I'm just on edge and I don't know what's going to happen or who's going to die or 
what punch is maybe gonna be too Go strong somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> your chest um god damn i mean they're just that it it really does remind me of watching uh of when watchmen came out and little threads would be thrown out little easter eggs here and there little snacks for us as the viewer right and you watch them you absorb the info and you kind of just forget about it and then when all that stuff just keeps getting brought back and you realize that all of those little moments were they served a purpose and they're going to serve a purpose in the future it's just it's such a really really good story and uh yeah i i'm i can't wait for the final episode so damn good yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I love this one a lot. And honestly, I'm shocked that this wasn't, in some ways, the season finale. It just kind of had that 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 feel to it where it felt more than the other episodes. And obviously, everything's been kind of leading to it. But it, this is something that we don't see with, with this type of show normally. And like it is reserved more for like a Game of Thrones type thing that the second to last episode is equally or sometimes more exciting and important than the finale itself. And I, I like that, that we were able to to live and breathe with these characters as long as we have. And to Blessing's point about the action scenes and like just the animation in general, like this is now two episodes in a row that I'm not distracted by when things are bad. I am instead wowed when things are good. Mm-hmm. And that's just a testament to the, the quality of the show as a whole. And uh, I just think that they're doing such a great job with the, the all the a, a plot, B plot, C, D, all the way down to wherever the plots end. Like I'm invested in all of them. There's never a time that I'm like, I hate this. There's sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I want to get back to the other thing. But that's good. You know, that reminds me of all my favorite shows I've ever seen. Um, I disagree with Kev in the sense of the it differing from the comics doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but I agree with him in the sense that the robot stuff, the way they're portraying it in this, seems a little bit outlandish and confusing. And I think that they'll answer questions as we go on. But the way that they're kind of doing it here... Like there are, there's more times with that storyline than any of the other storylines in the show where I'm like, okay, but how, you know? And uh, I think that that's just the show so ambitious and it's it's really trying to do a lot at once that because of that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be a little forgiving because every time they've proven to me that when there's a question that I'm asking, they're gonna answer it soon. So you know, we have another episode this season and I'm totally giving it to them and expecting it to to connect really nice. Greg, I saw you had your hand raised. Yeah, I was going to ask a little bit about your question there of what do you mean by uh, how? Like, what do you mean the science of it or the how he's acting? I mean, literally just something as simple as, like, why is he a blob person? Oh, you know? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just I that thing where it's just it. like, like, his body is this blob thing, and they just don't explain that at all. And that's one of those things where sometimes not everything has to be explained. But in this world they set up, there's no reason we should expect that this guy, like... A guy living in a robot's body, I buy in the world they set up. This guy being a human that looks like that is a little, a little bigger. Just like of how he got I the te- the money or the tech or whatever. No, he's just, a super just genius, whatever. though. All right, that's that's the whole point of robot's character is that yeah. he outthinks people. Even even just in that in that uh, in exchange between him and the clones, where he's like, I figured you guys would do this. In fact, I'd actually be a little disappointed if you didn't try to like sabotage this body and and take it over. And then of course knows that. They're not going to come peacefully. I think that that just kind of speaks to that. But the one thing he's missing is like his ability to actually have those physical, physical touches. Things. I, I I don't need the answer to why he's like that. I think the what his motives are and 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 how we're going to proceed going forward is much more interesting. Yeah, to me, I think it's on the same level of, oh, I fought this alien already, didn't you? Didn't I? Yeah, you did. You sure did. It was a and the newscasters are talking about it. It just seems like the world is developed enough to where. I'm not necessarily wondering why 
that character looks that way. I'm wondering, however, why Zachary Quinto didn't say the voice, <laughs> like why that, it changed. That is a little new weird. Body. I was I was assuming, but I was I would assume. Yeah, I guess they like they new vocal that. cords. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, that I, was I the thing that. I was I was disappointed by too. But I was like, oh, it makes sense. I guess I, I appreciate so it. Good, is though. it's still Jason Madzukis, <laughs> right? He's just doing a way toned down Rex, which I really enjoyed. That's kind of cool. Oh, they, really? It was. So. I'm fairly the, certain. Like I, I was listening really hard there in the, the second oh, when we were, after we really got going, and there was a few things where I was like, "Oh, that is him. He's just being a very yeah. subdued person." Also, I think that if we, you know, I think we might get that voice back in later episodes. I think that voice will continue to be whenever yeah. the robot the robot is there, because even when right. robot popped up later as robot, it was talking as as yeah. That. I, so it's just one of the things for me in the comics that was such a big pop, and that happens. Like we don't find out that he's. A, a human until like it, uh, like late like issue 50 or something right not late but like a third of the comics through and like that's such a big pop and it's one of those things i would have liked to see that more developed because at that point it's like a real shock that's like holy shit this guy we keep calling robot it isn't you know and it just kind of seems like you know doing that now is a little early to have such a big pop like that or it's it's even it, the pop would have been bigger had we done it later, season two or three. Plus, go ahead. Yeah, for for me, as somebody who's not read the comics and didn't well saw this coming, but also didn't see this coming, right? Didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, I I also felt like it was a bit weird uh, in the way that it was handled. Where I'm kind of with you, Tim. That I by the time we got there and by the time it was revealed, I was kind of like, did I miss something? Like, what? Who is this guy? Like, this is robot, and it felt like it should have been a bigger and uh more prolonged reveal than it was when we got there i was like okay, okay cool i saw that this this was i saw i i saw the pieces that they were setting up but the delivery wasn't all the way there where i wish that it's, it's it feels to me like they're trying to wrap certain things up or at least give us some certain uh, give us certain closure on certain storylines by the end of season one uh where i think this one should have been one where maybe they held it off until maybe end of season two where they ha they had it be more quick and clear because you have that thing where like they reveal him, he walks down, they do the whole clone thing, transplant, and if this episode felt like it was trying to handle that while also doing the whole other big build, big build with Omni Man and all that stuff at the same time, but that didn't really leave as much room for the robot stuff to breathe. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, blessing. I think you you hit the nail on the head exactly for me. It's it's almost as if they didn't have enough confidence with the a plot that they had to move this this story to be a B plot like earlier than, than I think that they should have. Cause like, I honestly, I feel like what's going on with Omni man and like, even when, uh, when Mark is talking to Eve and we've got that, the, the, the chase scene of them trying to get to, to Mark first, it's like, that could have been its own thing. We didn't have to cut away to that. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, well, I kind of feel like to the go for it. I was just gonna say, I just—I mean, I—I—it's hard for me to gauge because I—I saw this coming, obviously, and I just—it's interesting to see how they set it up and where they were going to place it. But for me, I mean, you have to remember we're watching a, a, a television show now, and attention spans aren't exactly the same as when you're sitting there reading. So I feel like putting all the good stuff up front. And trust me, I mean, for those of us that have read this, there's plenty more to draw from. So I'm—I'm I'm not disappointed that they put it here. I thought it was fulfilling, but obviously, like I had the build up, like Kevin's talking about reading it in the in the books, so that wasn't a surprise for me. But I do think Zachary Quinto did, did a great job as a voice, and it didn't even occur to me that he wasn't going to come back. That's kind of sad. I, I got to assume well, no, that I think he you know, will come back. I, I got to assume that moving all this up is 
because they might be fundamentally changing some stuff and it it could be possible that this whole robot storyline is going to be really necessary to deal with Nolan in the future uh, or Nolan yeah. in the next episode even you know um i agree i agree with you though tim that like i could totally see the breaking bad game of thrones style season finale of like mark i need to tell you something and boom like this season just ends i could totally see that happening uh, cuz that felt like a very fitting uh, ending for a season but um i'm just i, I can't you know, my dad loves the boys. My dad loves Game of Thrones. My dad loves uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. And it's like, I know it's a cartoon, but I really am with this episode. It's like, I think I need to tell him to watch this show and it's going to be weird for him. And he might be like, oh, I don't, it's a cartoon. What do you mean? Like, no, you have like it is going to draw you in. You're going to be stuck to it. You will be on the edge of your seat, just fucking terrified. And it really does remind me of the better parts of all those other series that we just previously mentioned when Adam Eve is getting there. Hey, get, put Mark on the, on the phone. I really need to talk to him. Why? What's going on? You need to get oh, back over here now, Eve. Why? What, what the fuck is going on? And then Mark having this sort of, wait, immortal. Why are you, what's going Like all of these sort of feelings and relationships all clashing is just making for like perfect fucking television. It's so yeah. it's so OP. Like it's it's so powerful and great. It's bullshit. I don't it shouldn't exist everybody. <laughs> this episode of the Kind of Funny podcast is brought to you by HBO Max. Can you believe it's been 10 whole years since we first stepped into Westeros? Yeah, that's right. Game of Thrones is 10 years old, but even more bonkers, it's been 26 years since Sub-Zero, Scorpion and Raiden threw down and competed to save the world. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is old enough to rent a car. Why am I talking about both? Well, if you love Game of Thrones and action fantasy adventure, you're going to want to see Mortal Kombat in theaters on and on streaming screen right now, baby. That's right. April 23rd, Sub-Zero hunts down Cole Young, an MMA fighter. Dude, what would you do if Sub-Zero was on the hunt for you? I would 100% freeze up. That is true. Actually, no. I would finish him. That's right. Freeze finish up. him. I love it. Exactly. You see where we're going with that. this, Kev? Yeah. Uh, of course, right now, we are doing Mortal Kombat in review, which gives you yet another reason to go over to HBO Max and check out the new movie. Will there be fatalities? Find out in the explosive new cinematic film, Mortal Kombat, inspired by the blockbuster video game franchise in theaters and on HBO Max for a limited time. Sign up for HBO Max at hbom.ax slash kfmb. Or click the link in the description below and be sure to watch Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Dude, and with that moment, up. that moment of all the things coming together, it's like from a character point, like you're so right. But even just from like a, a pacing point, like it reminds me of what we always talk about, like the end of Return of the Jedi, the end of Back to the Future, where all the things, the planes of action are all working together and like equally exciting where it's like it feels like there's the the, the clock is like running out and it's like they need to do this. And there's all the different teams of Cecil teleporting around with Omni-Man fighting with the big thing mark and eve like not really understanding what's going on debbie calling her it's like all that stuff was so like it felt like there was movement the entire time the, the momentum mm -hmm. of this episode mm -hmm. was incredible to me and i i was like yeah totally yeah. just like in for the ride and i love that they addressed the stuff yeah they ended the episode with him being like i need to tell you something but the entire episode kind of uh, dealt with the telling the audience like yo the characters are dealing with this now and it's just like we're going to get the answers of why omni-man did what he did and i just think it was a great call to address that on the earlier side instead of kind of just being like what'd you do or why'd you do and then answering it immediately instead you have the characters kind of deal with the realization that mark's dad is bad right 
which yeah, again no. is like such a great change for us who's read it that's not how it worked right in the comics the comics were that it was out of the blue what the fuck oh my god the world's changed so obviously even just having you know uh cecil be so in on it and be uh, on top of monitoring him and having the fucking you know the nuke or whatever that they set off there even though they evacuated like that was so fucking great mm-hmm. that conversation mm-hmm. between nolan and Will- william and that's on top of him being like how did i not see that <laughs> your dad was omni man right but when he's just talking about the car hilarious. and then he smashes the top of it and takes that off was like, terrifying. that was terrifying that was all fu- exactly and it was fucking cool and like i loved all those changes and you know cecil having the conversation with him getting to warp, warp around and then releasing the beast that they've taken out the pain center and all this shit like it was cool to see how you would how they would sit there and try to take down omni man knowing everything they know and on top of that take the guardians uh, of the globe right and put them into you know their cat their little uh, castle and be like all right stay here until i tell you and like ignore what you're seeing and like i thought that, that was awesome and i thought it was a great way to up the ante of the robot thing we're talking about where it was that they, yeah, they pushed it forward earlier in the story, but I like the idea that they come, he comes in with this ridiculous thing. Like what the fuck? Like you're the kid version of Rex and why is this going on? And then, it, you know, it is on the nose that like, Oh, I chose this because monster girl likes you. And I like monster girl. And like, what the, f- and it's also like, what the fuck? But it's also like, we can't even worry about this right now because this is happening and to have monster girl and him share the hand squeeze and stuff like that. Like, They've, they've done a good job, I think, with it. I mean, again, like, and this also speaks to, I think it was Tim at the top of it, uh, the show, who had said how much it reminded him, or, and I'm talking about episode one, of anime and the way it was shot. And, like, I got so much of that today or in the episode, right, of, like, just Nolan there and his cape billowing and him being all fucked up and, like, ready to go take on the world. We I got, love this episode. We had the Goku, uh, you know, and any other boss, name any other, insert any bad guy moment of like the big clash and the big sort of, you know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. billowing oh thing. God. Um, but goddamn, like the, I'd say, you, you know, it's so easy to point to the highlights of this episode and be the crazy violence, the cool fight scenes, um, the sort of upping the ante, right? But I think, yeah, that's the sequence and conversation with, um, with Omni-Man and Cecil was just so damn good, so perfectly paced, built the tension perfectly. And then mm-hmm. what you just mentioned, Greg, uh, Omni-Man talking to William in the car. And it's the same feeling you get in any movie when a killer is talking to an innocent person and you're like, oh, no, please don't say the wrong thing. For, like, you don't know what's really happening right now. And for him just to be like, oh, uh, Omni-Man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> where is Mark? Like, holy shit, You were shit, supposed dude. to be home an hour ago. Like, I, I can't breathe, dude. It's so fucking good, dude. Yeah, so they, good. they did a really good job in this episode of making him super terrifying just throughout the episode, both from that, from the stance of the Cecil pulling out all the stops to try and stop him. And so, like, you know, he does the missile. He does the satellite thing. Omni-Man says, fuck it, and, and oh, destroys dude. the satellite. Like, when when the satellite's the building up and he's like, he wouldn't... <laughs> like oh that's fucking yeah cool. what did he say yeah, a, tw- like, a what, two like, point what billion dollar nosebleed or something yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly nosebleed. so yeah. good and they're trying to stop him the whole episode and they just they, things that they expected to, to at least knock him down barely scratch him which is super super cool and super intense but then also from the standpoint of what you guys are talking about of yeah he just has that almost like a serial killer ish vibe where when he's talking uh to the friend in, at the car and he he jets off and he leaves that crater in the ground and his fist print is in the top of the car and you're like fuck man this dude does not give a fuck anymore and he has that he still has that demeanor though of and this is the thing i love about any villain is like he's still chill like the whole time he's still like mm-hmm. i am doing a good thing I know it seems right now like I am doing bad things, but when he's talking to his loved ones and he's talking to his wife or he's talking to Invincible, he's like, 
hey, once I explain it to you, you'll understand. But us as an audience, we're like, no, there's nothing. <laughs> like, God, I can't wait to hear this explanation. explanation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really appreciate the show's willingness to not hold back at all. And it's been like that since the, the beginning. And the comic's the same way. But seeing it in motion is very different. But I, I don't remember if it was episode two or three. But we get the scene where they, they deal with the aliens. And in one episode, it's dealt with of them coming multiple times and like dealing with the time travel stuff. And like they explain it. It's like that could have been a entire season arc of another show but they're mm-hmm. like no no no, we get it we're just gonna deal with it here and for us to only episode seven get omni man going up against the 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 world and the world's throwing every single thing they can at him i just love that because it's like it there's no nothing they're holding back whether it's the satellite stuff or this giant monster that they took the pain receptors out of like there's always like that extra asterisk of like and this and this and this for the superpower stuff that's cool because it's like normal people would be like well then what are they going to do next season what are they going to do next time and it's like they're going to find something to do that's interesting and cool because it is about turning it all on its head but to turn it on its head you need to to understand what it is to begin with and i think that sure. they this the the robert kirkman really 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 gets superheroes and really 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 gets characters and and storylines and makes all those things add up to be more than just the sum of its parts and that i think this episode is the perfect example of all those things coming together Agreed. I'm gonna any some... any final thoughts? Can't no, wait for next really. week. I know. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to see how much of next week is going to have dialogue in it. It's gonna mm. be interesting. That's a good point. God, and that was the thing too. Like, I thought that was such a great ending, where it was just like you know we have to talk and then just silence. Like I did that thing where I waited yeah. for a second for them to come back and they didn't do it. I was like, oh, that's fucking good. And I, well, I, I went mean, all the way through to make sure, but I was like, that's great. Yeah. I just. I just. I think me who and bless who know nothing about this to to have that initial moment with Debbie where he's talking to her and saying like you you have to understand I did this for a reason and you always kind of felt like he did but what the fuck could it possibly be right like yeah. how could it possibly be a good reason so you I still have that doubt in my mind of like yeah but maybe he's doing this for the like the greater good like sort of maybe shit. Like maybe Cecil's bad or like something like that. Famous. Or we don't know. Oh, or maybe he knows something's coming and I don't fucking even know, man. Like, Andy, I, it's do, you just... have, do you have predictions? Because this whole time, my prediction has been that this. he's essentially like, I mean, the it's the thing of his planet. What I forget the name of it. Krypton. I'm just going to call it for the sake yeah. of this conversation. <laughs> uh, Viltrum. The, the whole idea of Viltrum, right, was that the they send people to planets to protect them. Mm-hmm. And my my prediction is that that is a lie, and they actually send people to planets to conquer them, kind of like Goku and Dragon Ball Z. That's my that like that's the only and I guess that the thing that makes it tough is him explaining that to Debbie. In no world does Debbie go, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> so, like, you have a that, point. You got a point. And so part of me is like, maybe that's not the thing. If he feels like he's justified in what he's doing, but I do, I can, un, I can see the situation where in his head, him explaining that to his son will make some sort of sense because his son is part Viltrumite, which means that he has that blood in him. He will rule this world with uh, with his father, if this is the case. That's the, like that's all, that's all I got currently. My prediction is like, you know when a company has to spend all the leftover money they've got so that the next year they get the yeah. same amount of money? You know what I mean? So they're like, oh, you had extra money. We're not going to give you a big budget mm-hmm. next year. Well, wrong, Greg. Because right now, Mark is like, or not Mark, uh, uh, I, mean, I always forget as well, Nolan. Um, 
no one's like so what happens what the what you all don't know is like they send a lot of bad guys over here but if i kill off all the heroes they're like mm. oh we only send like three bad guys this time there's only one sure. hero now you know what i mean so yeah. that's my that's my prediction it's a terrible prediction i like that we'll have to find out next week remember you can get this show ad free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny we appreciate it if you do that but otherwise youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services search for kind of funny reactions it is its own feed we appreciate you We love you. Goodbye.